Good morning, Grace Point. Uh, I'm Pierre Hosni, joining you from Beirut, Lebanon. By the time you hear this, it will be the day of Pentecost. And uh, it's amazing, actually, that the Lord gave me a scripture uh, to share with you before I even realized that it was the day of Pentecost. And I know uh, from Pastor Dave that you all have been talking a lot about, uh, about missions and about Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. And uh, today I'd like to just uh, give you a message from Beirut, uh, which we are thinking of nowadays as the new Antioch of our time. Uh, so uh, the title of my sermon is From Your Jerusalem to Our Antioch. Uh, first, I want to just thank you all for your, uh, for your prayers and your support and your partnership with Horizons and with the, the churches that we partner with uh, here in Lebanon. And uh, it's just been really wonderful seeing the partnership blossom. Uh, month to month to month, uh, we're seeing new relationships forming, new things happening. And uh, there's a sense of great anticipation for this whole COVID crisis to be done so that we can finally be together. And at the same time, it's been wonderful to see God use the, uh, the virtual means to bring us together even at a time uh, when we're so scattered apart. And so today I want to talk uh, about the gathering and the scattering of the Great Commission that we uh, read about, uh, particularly in Acts. And so the main scripture I want to focus on today is Acts uh, 11, 19 through 25. But I'm also going to visit uh, a few other scriptures uh, from, from uh, earlier in Acts so that we can kind of get a context for what God is doing uh, in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth, and how he has made Jerusalems, little Jerusalems, around the world where people like you, who are, for us, you're in the ends of the earth, far away from where Christianity began, uh, and yet you are also, you have become a Jerusalem in and of yourselves, so that you can also be thinking of how can you reach the, the ends of the earth uh, with the gospel from your Jerusalem uh, to the ends of the earth. So uh, it's wonderful to be uh, with you and we're going to get right into it. Uh, so in, in Acts 2, we see uh, on the day of Pentecost, uh, I'm going to just read from verse 5 to 12. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, which is present-day Iraq, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, which is present-day Turkey, Phrygia and Pamphylia, which are Greek, uh, Greek areas, islands, uh, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of our God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? And so it's an amazing picture on the day of Pentecost of just this hubbub that was happening among the believers and they all began talking in the languages of the places where these God-fearing Jews had come from to celebrate the feast. So there was a diaspora at that time, uh, even at that time, 
of Jews that were around the world and living in all these Roman provinces. And they had gotten to know the languages of their areas where they were living. And so when they came to Jerusalem, they were shocked to hear people talking about Jesus in those languages. And so what I learned from this is that God really wanted to bring together people from all over, all nations, bringing them together uh, and giving them grace and a special gift to communicate with one another uh, in that time. And if we see later on in Acts uh, 2, uh, later on in Acts 2, uh, verses 42 through 47, you see a period of a beautiful description of building relationships. So it's a beautiful description of a period of time when the believers, and I quote, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So we see this beautiful time where, you know, these people that had been brought together from the different corners of the earth, of the known earth, the Roman Empire, were then, uh, were then really getting to know each other better and fellowshipping in their new faith in Christ in homes and also in the temple courts, in public and in private. They were studying the Bible. It was a revival that was going on. And these people that were from all these different places and had roots in, the, in all these different areas that, that God was later going to send Paul to uh, in order to spread the gospel. Uh, and of course, Paul and other believers, uh, he was going to send missionaries to those places to follow up and to bring the gospel to those places. So it was a special preparation that he did uh, through bringing all these uh, these Jewish people from those uh, areas for the day of Pentecost, for the for the festival of the weeks, they, they call it. Uh, it was a special preparation for the missions movement that God wanted to bring about uh, in that region and in all those regions. And so the, the lesson that I learned from the second passage is that he brings us unity through living and serving together in order to, solid, uh, to solidify our identity and our DNA uh, so that we can work together as one body. Even though we come from uh, several different backgrounds and, and traditions and, and, uh, and are in several different places geographically. And then what we see uh, after that gathering and after that formative time of, uh, of spiritual formation and, and, uh, and DNA uh, unity we see then that God also uh, ordains a scattering. So there's the gathering and the being together and the fellowship, and then there's also the scattering. So uh, I, I see in the Bible that God scatters us either voluntarily or involuntarily in order to spread the blessing of the gospel throughout the world. And we see this from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. And so in Acts 8, we see that uh, it, it says, uh, 8, 1, it says, On that day a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem, and all except the apostles. 
were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. So we see that first layer of scattering where the believers in Jerusalem, they were all enjoying this wonderful time of, of fellowship and being together. And, and you know, that, that was the good old days. That was the golden days for them. But then this persecution broke out and they scattered throughout Judea and Samaria as the first, uh, as the first layer of scattering. And so for me, uh, this, this scattering brings me feelings of when I first came to Beirut. I grew up in Colorado uh, to a Lebanese father and an American mother who's actually from New Jersey, nearby you. And uh, she was a missionary in the Middle East for, for several years, so I have a kind of a rich missionary and Christian tradition in my, in my family. But uh, I, I grew up in Colorado not knowing that the Lord would call me back uh, to go to Lebanon. Uh, kind of my home that I never knew and so I was practically just completely American I didn't uh, I didn't know how to speak Arabic at that time so I basically went in uh, in 2008 as a as a foreigner to get to know this new country that I had always heard stories about from my dad I always had a love in my heart for but I really didn't know it for myself and so that uh, that feeling of leaving your loved ones leaving all your friends leaving all your people and going there's this loneliness. There's this uh, alienation that you feel, this, this uh, distance where uh, you, you go far away and you don't know really anybody uh, and, and you have to kind of start anew. I felt like I was, uh, I was becoming a child again because I didn't know the language. I had to, to start learning words here and there and start learning how to form a sentence. And I could only serve in very childlike ways at that time. And also I had to start again in, uh, in building a fabric of friends and, uh, and people that I knew. And a, a community had to, build, had to be built from scratch. And so I know the bitterness. I've experienced that bitterness of just having to leave and knowing that God has called you, but then just feeling this, you know, uh, distance from, from the, whatever you know. And, and you just feel that, how are you ever going to regain that community that you had before? But uh, thank God I've seen that community grow and grow and grow. And, uh, and by now I feel my community here is, is, is bigger than my community uh, back, uh, back where I used to call home. And now I've been able to call uh, Lebanon home for the past 12 years and it really feels like I'm at home here. And so uh, I see that the, the scattering has caused, you know, the, the fact that God has scattered me to the Middle East has caused me to then start slowly gathering, gathering in a community so that we can have, so that I now have those times of fellowship and, and a feeling of warmth of community here from people that were strangers to me uh, just uh, 10 or 12 years ago. And so uh, I think God uses those times of sweet fellowship with those that we know and love so well. And then uh, He also use, uh, uses the scattering uh, you know, for us to leave for the sake of the gospel, uh, kind of leave and cleave to the gospel, and begin the long process of forming new relationships, often in a, you know, a strange new culture where you don't know anybody, and over time that can knit together into a new community that feels like home, and inevitably God always, uh, God tends to then have another season of scattering so that uh, the gospel can be uh, spread once again. And so in uh, Acts 11, 
19 through 25, we see that the believers scatter even further beyond uh, beyond Judea and uh, and Samaria. So I know from your church website that uh, that your Jerusalem is your city, that Judea for you is the Lower Bucks County region, uh, and the Samaria is the Philly metro area. And so uh, imagine the scattering had happened in that area. You know, some of the believers went to Philly, the metro area. Some of them, you know, stayed in the county, but but left uh, their, their home city because of this persecution that had broken out. And then the next stage was to be scattered even further. This is what happened in their Jerusalem. And so uh, from verse 19 of chapter 11, it says, Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, much further, spreading the word only among Jews. Some of them, however, met men from Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch, and began to speak with Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. The Lord's hand was with them, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, he saw what the grace of God had done. He was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Paul, for Saul. And when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. And so what's amazing here is that a result of the scattering is that a place called Antioch that didn't know the gospel and that had a lot of uh, Greek people from non-Jewish believers, uh, from non-Jewish background, became believers. The, the non-Jewish people there uh, first began to, in significant numbers, come to Christ. And I cannot help but see the parallel between, uh, between Antioch and Beirut. Uh, Beirut is a place where in the past uh, 10 years we have seen thousands of Muslim, uh, Muslim background believers uh, come to faith. You know, thousands of Muslims come to faith in Christ and become uh, not only uh, uh, believers but leaders. Uh, the pastor of the church where I am right now, I'm here at the, at the MEC, I'm in the Kurdish church hall. Uh, which is uh, which is the church that we formed out of uh, out of our first ministry center in Beirut. Uh, my good friend uh, Pastor Nihat is uh, is a, a convert from Islam from Syria, and he leads this church of Kurdish uh, Syrian Muslim background uh, believers, and there are hundreds of them. Uh, most of them came to Christ through uh, our ministry center in Beirut. But then also they have been leading more and more people to Christ as they have become their own church. And so we're seeing an amazing movement uh, to Christ from these, uh, from these people who used to be Muslims. And uh, so that, that really resembles uh, Antioch to me because we're seeing the, the believers from another background begin to grow and thrive. And also a parallel uh, between Antioch and Beirut is the religious freedom is that the persecution that was stopping the growth of the church in Jerusalem and scattering the believers and not, not allowing them to, to really organize for missions, that uh, the center of missions for the church actually shifted to where there was religious freedom and where there was a great number of, 
of Greek background believers. And here in Lebanon, we have more religious freedom than anywhere else in the Middle East. And we have a great number of Muslim uh, background believers coming to faith all the time. And so uh, I see the Lord preparing uh, Beirut as an Antioch for the Middle East to be able to spread the gospel through the, the national, the indigenous believers that are here uh, throughout the region and, and throughout the world. And so that's why I titled my uh, sermon, From Jerusalem to Antioch. And so as we look at these, uh, the, the partnership that has been forming uh, between Grace Point and between Amshid Baptist Church, which is a partner church of ours, that, uh, that after some time of kind of evaluating which church would be the best partner for, for Grace Point, you guys chose Amshid Baptist Church. And um, it's been incredible to see that in this day and age, God has given us new ways uh, to build bridges for life change. Uh, in a way that transcends the physical location so that we can gather together even though we're scattered uh, through, different, uh, through different locations. And so in Paul's time, he was able to have partnerships between churches that he had planted by, uh, you know, in limited ways. Through sending gold with, uh, with a group of believers. Uh, gold between churches, you know, according to their needs. When one church was better resourced than another and others were, you know, other churches were going through hard times economically, he would actually be able to send financial resources uh, over land by carrying gold uh, uh, between, uh, between the churches. And then he was also uh, able to send letters uh, at a great expense uh, financially. Uh, in, I, I believe that, uh, that it's about twenty to $30,000 uh, in present-day currency is what the cost of, uh, of, a, of a scroll that one of his epistles would have been, uh, been written on. And so it was, uh, it, it was a great expense for him to write these letters, and that was the technology that he had to, uh, to to work with at that time and that was the way that he could uh, stay connected and provide guidance to the churches that he was separated from geographically and uh, and praise God that God used those scrolls uh, to guide the churches throughout uh, throughout uh, the future after you know now thousands of years after uh, 2,000 years after Paul died nearly uh, God has been using those letters to guide and, uh, and encourage the church and so now we have even greater capabilities and we don't have to spend $20,000 on a scroll to write uh, one simple letter. We not only can write uh, emails, but we can also, uh, I can also preach to you uh, via internet uh, from Beirut all the way to Pennsylvania. And uh, so we now have the ability uh, to communicate around the world and connect with such ease and frequency and I think that this has opened the door so that we can bless each other through much more than just gold, through much more than just uh, financial resources, but also by building deep relationships, sharing knowledge, sharing skills and experience, and finding new ways to partner and encourage uh, one another. And this is exactly what we've uh, seen happen between your church, the focus team at your church, and the Amshit Baptist Church, is that there have been solid relationships that have been forming cross-culturally and uh, far across the, uh, across the sea, those relationships, you know, God has, has brought the two sides closer in an amazing way to, uh, to, to form partnerships. 
And uh, I'll be praying for the fundraiser that you have later on the event, the Taste of Lebanon. I pray that it would be successful and that it would be a transformative uh, experience for, for everybody that, uh, that participates. And uh, I just wanted to uh, kind of tell you that this, uh, just encourage you uh, to, to, pour your, uh, to pour your hearts into prayer for Lebanon and also your resources as this fundraiser is going to be uh, benefiting the Amshid Baptist Church and helping them uh, to, to, to really move their ministry forward even in this time of difficulty uh, in Lebanon. And so Lebanon, as many of you know, is going through a really extreme time of, uh, of economic uh, collapse. And the, the currency has collapsed. Uh, there are a lot of people that are, that are very needy. And, uh, and many in the Amshid Baptist Church don't have a way of supporting themselves or supporting the church at this time. And so uh, I want to thank you so much for providing food portions for that church uh, so that people can, uh, you know, can, can have something to eat. Uh, the refugees among them and also the Lebanese Christians. Uh, who are struggling to put food on the table for their families. I want to thank you so much for, for putting that food on the table uh, and helping in that way. And then also wanted to, to kind of share with you that we are also uh, starting to, uh, to establish a media partnership with Amshid Baptist Church in order to help them reach their dreams in, uh, in sharing the gospel through media. And as you all know, there are many gifted people in the Amshid Baptist Church, and uh, and one of the brothers last week was sharing about his uh, about the church's amazing vision for uh, for media and expressing a need to have uh, media training. And so what we have is uh, brother Jad Musa, who is the, the the pastor's son. He's going to be uh, entering the Horizons Media Internship, uh, and he's he's already applied. And we're going to be starting to provide him with. Uh, with video editing training so that um, and, and also equipment so that they can be uh, sharing the gospel with their community and the whole Arab world from that tiny little church having a, a greater uh, uh, a bigger voice uh, for the gospel through media and so we're partnering with them in that way and uh, part of the proceeds from the fundraiser are going to be going also uh, toward helping uh, helping that media partnership uh, so in terms of next steps for partnership, I really want to encourage you to, uh, to reach out to Denise, to Joan, uh, to join the, uh, the focus team and uh, start getting on these calls where they're having, uh, you know, they're building relationship with the Amshid Baptist uh, people. Um, and I would love it if you visit horizonsinternational.org slash partner. That's an, another way where you can uh, reach out to some of our staff so that you can, uh, uh, you know, set up virtual vision trips so that you can, uh, you know, inquire about mission trips that you could, uh, could come over and take uh, here in Lebanon and also internships. And so you can talk to the, you know, to the focus team about those things, but we would love to just see more and more uh, Grace Point members uh, be, uh, be partnering in a, on a deeper and deeper level through technology and then also through taking trips in the near future uh, to Lebanon. I would love it if you could all come here and see what the Lord is doing among, uh, among the people here, both people of Christian background, people of Muslim background. So many people are opening their hearts to the Lord in this time. It's such a time as this that God has prepared uh, our partnership for. And so we don't know what the Lord holds uh, in the future, but we are trusting that 
that the, the best is yet to come. And so I'm going to just close in a time of prayer. Thank you so much for, uh, for having me virtually with you. Uh, Lord God, I just pray uh, for the Grace Point uh, community right now. I know that as, uh, as it's been a time of, of difficulty for so many people, economically, health-wise, and in so many ways, I just thank you that you have, uh, you have ordained this partnership. Thank you that you have raised up so many people to, uh, to be blessing Lebanon, even in a time uh, where their community uh, has such needs. We pray that you would bless the partnership uh, between Grace Point and Amshid and let it grow uh, so that you would be glorified through the nations uh, in Jerusalem, in everybody's Jerusalem, in the Judea and Samaria and, and the ends of the earth. And we pray that you'd bless uh, Beirut as well in this time of need. And we pray that you would continue making it in Antioch to, uh, to spread your light uh, throughout the nation. In Jesus' name, amen.